by the name of Allah, the most merciful and the most compassionate. All praise belong to Allah, the one that has bestowed upon us, or the one that there's none that has the right to be worshipped except, except Him, who has bestowed upon us blessings and abundance, those blessings that are inward and outward. And I bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is alone without having any partners. And I bear witness that Muhammad ibn Abdullah is his servant and his messenger. To proceed, ya ikhwan, Allahumma inna na'udha bika min ilmin la yinfa' wa min qalbin la yafsha' wa min nafsin la tashba' wa min dua'in la yusma' Verily, ya Allah, we seek refuge with you from knowledge that has no benefit and from a heart that has no fear and from a soul that has no satisfaction nor contentment and from a dua that goes unanswered and from a dua that goes unanswered to proceed ikhwan fa nurahhibu bikum jami'a ila hadhihi al-silsilati al-'ilmiya fi 'ilmi al-fiqh ma'a fadilat al-imam al-shaykh abdur rahman al-nasir aw ibn nasir al-sa'di rahimahu allah ta'ala rahimahu allah ta'ala so we welcome each and every one of you to this series of classes whereas we're learning from the science of al-fiqh, from the science of al-fiqh, from the noble Imam Abdul Rahman ibn Nasir al-Sa'di, may Allah have mercy upon him, wa ala jami'i ulama'i al-Islam, ulama'i al-Islam, and upon all of the scholars of al-Islam. Fa-namshi ikhwan, so we'll continue bi-ithnillahi ta'ala. طيب فما رأيكم يا إخوان بمن يقول أن المرأة نصف أن المرأة نصف الأمة؟ What's your brother's opinions and your sisters likewise regarding those who say that the woman is half of society؟ هل هذا قول نوافق معه أم لا؟ Do we agree with that? What do you guys say يا إخوان؟ المرأة نصف الأمة that the woman is half of the society. Tadam. You agree? Nisfun wa nisfun. Half and half. Mada taqul ya Sheikh Abdul Rahab. What do you say, Sheikh? You agree? Woman is half. They don't say what the other half is. They just say, Al-Marratu nisful ummah. You can infer and it's implied. Half of society. The woman and then the other half is the man. Perhaps. That's a three-levels. Now, what do you say here? Yeah, I believe so. You agree? You can say that. The woman is the the other half of the brother, or the man, rather. You can say that. I'll give you another point of view. I'll give you another point of view. من كتاب الله ومن سنة النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام. I don't have any proof for this statement, but I'm deriving it from the speech of Allah and the speech of His Messenger. 
أقول أن المرأة أمة كاملة. I say the woman is all of society. Not half, but all. لماذا؟ لأن الأمة خرجت منها. Because the ummah, she birthed the ummah. The nations come after the woman. كان آدم وزوجته. There was Adam and his wife. ثم منهما كما قال تعالى منهما جاءت رجالا ونساء كثيرا. And then from both of them, huh? Yeah, she's part exactly. So from them, both of them come the ummah. So if you wish man is half, a woman is half, no problem. If you wish man is all, no problem. If you wish woman is all. Perhaps all of that is the same speech and Allah knows best. How can you say it's 100% man, 100% man? Because without a man, there might be a little bit of a problem. Sahih. So it's not 100%. Just because she birthed doesn't mean if the man wasn't there, there wouldn't be a نعم لكن إذا أراد الله تعالى لذلك لأن الله تعالى خلق بعض البشر بدون بدون الرجل. Because sometimes Allah Taala has created creation without the intervention of a man. وكذلك خلق الله تعالى بعض البشر بدون ماذا المرأة. And also Allah has created men without women. فلذلك قلت يا إخوان على حسب الجهة. So it depends on how you look at it. إذا الرجل يقول المرأة نصف ينظر من جهة أخرى إذا الرجل يقول المرأة ماذا المرأة الرجل النصف الأمة لعله ينظر من جهة ثانية If somebody is saying the woman is half of society perhaps they're looking from another angle If someone is saying men are half of society perhaps they're looking from another angle What I'll say is that قد يقول هذا وقد يكون ذلك Perhaps all of these positions have the same meaning. Depending on how you're looking at it. Allah Alam. We don't have any proof to support that or to support that. We know that the nations have come forth from Adam and from his wife. Wallah ta'ala wa alam. And Allah ta'ala knows طيعين توقفنا ودي وستاب يا إخوان قال سعدي رحمه الله وتعلمنا حديثا من حديث النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام we learned the hadith from the messenger عليه الصلاة والسلام in which he says المؤمن لا ينجس حيا ولا ميتا من حديث أبي هريرة عند البخاري ومسلم رحمهم الله تعالى one of the last narrations we learned was the hadith of the Messenger والسلام, the believer does not become impure. Not while he's alive, not while he has died. Collected by Al-Bukhari <laughs> Muslim in hadith Abi Hurayrata radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Istadalna or istadalla bihada al-hadith kathiru min ulamai hadha al-deen ala anna al-mar'ata yajuzu laha أن تمس المصحف في حيضها ويستدلون بمثل هذا الحديث مثل هذا الحديث I think it has مشكلة يا إخوان the Sheikh is trying to fix it now we mentioned that some of the scholars use the likes of this hadith to show that when a woman is on her menses 
it is allowed for her to touch the Mus'haf. And there's no proof from the Qur'an and Sunnah to show that this is haram. قَالَ بَعْضُ الْعُلَمَاءِ إِذَا الْمَرْأَةُ تَكُونِ فِي حَيْدِهَا لَا يَجُوزُ لَهَا أَنْ تَمُسَّ الْمُسْحَفَةَ لَكَنْ هَذَا لَيْسَ بِالصَّحِيحِ وَنَحْتَرِمُ الْعُلَمَاءِ There are some scholars who hold the point of view that if a woman is on her menses, she is not allowed to touch the mushaf. And that's not the correct opinion, and we respect the people of knowledge. وَقَالَ بَعْضُ الْعُلَمَاءِ إِذَا الْمَرْأَةُ فِي حَيْدِهَا لَا يَجُوزُ لَهَا أَنْ تَقْرَأَ شَيْئًا مَا مِنَ الْكِتَابِ حِفْظًا وَهَذَا كَذَلِكَ لِسَ بِالصَّحِيحِ And there are some of the scholars who say when the woman is on her menses, she can't even recite the Qur'an. And that's not correct also. وَنَحْتَرِمُ أَهْلِ الْعِلْمِ And we respect and we honor the people of knowledge. إِذَا الْعَبْدُ يُخَالِفُ مَعَ شَيْخٍ مَا هَلْ هَذَا if someone differs with a shaykh, a scholar, we love the ulama, that's our religion. It's not from Islam to speak ill about anyone, especially the people of knowledge. However, if you differ with a scholar, this does not mean you are disrespecting him. You find in many instances, this great companion is differing with this great companion. And this doesn't mean they, he's disrespecting him. You find in, in, in Islamic history, this great scholar, for example, Imam al-Shafi'i, rahimahullah, he's differing with his shaykh, Imam Malik. And Imam Ahmed rahimahullah differs with his Shaykh al-Shafi'i. Wal-Bukhari ahyanan, he differs with his Shaykh Ahmed. Wal-Muslim ahyanan, differs with his Shaykh al-Bukhari. And Ibn Qayyim differs with his Shaykh Ibn Taymiyyah. This happens, ya ikhwan, from time to time. Ta'ib. Fasahih. La indana dalilun min al-kitab ila min al-sunnah tuharrim aw yuharrimu so there's nothing to say that a woman on her menses touching the book of Allah is haram. So we say the strongest opinion is that it remains upon the origin. It remains upon the origin. Tafadl. Allahumma ameen. Tafadla. Uh, would it suffice if uh, if you're on a message you can touch the Quran? No. And I read that the, all of the um, all the uh, all of the ayyamah uh, in the schools of thought mm. would be able to not allowed. No. 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 Some scholars say, as I mentioned. هو ليس على حسب من يقول على حسب ما هو يقول وعلى حسب دليله It's not about the Ikhwan who says. That's not Islam. It's not about this great imam, that great imam. We love all their imams. We love all the scholars. However, it's about what are they saying and the proof to it. Imam Ahmed يقول رحمه الله تعالى Imam Ahmed used to say لا تقلدوني ولا تقلدوا شافعيا ولا مالكا ولا أوزاعيا ولكن خذوا من حيث أخذوا 
Imam Ahmed used to say, don't blind follow me. In his lessons, he would say to the people there, in general, don't blind follow me, nor blind follow my shaykh, a shafi'i. And he loved a shafi'i tremendously, rahimahullah. And he would mention different scholars by name. Nor don't blind follow Malik, who was the shaykh of shafi'i. Nor don't blind follow Imam al-Awza'i, another great imam of hadith. He would say, but rather take from what they took from, meaning the Quran and Sunnah. فَلَا نَقُولُ لَا يُوجَدُ عَالِمٌ وَلَا شَيْخٌ وَلَا إِمَامٌ يَقُولُ أَنَّ هَذَا لَا يَجُوزُ يُوجَدُ لَكَنْ أَيْنِ دَلِيلٌ So we're not saying, ya ikhwan, that they're not scholars who have said that this is not allowed. There are some. But what's their evidence? That's the question. فَعَلَى أَيِّ قَائِلًا مَا يَحْتَجِ لَدِّلِيلٌ No matter who is saying what, they need proof. Hey, everybody needs proof. هَذَا الدِّينَ that's our religion. We're saying, what's the statement of Allah, His Prophet, that says it's haram? If you look and you turn the page, If you turn the page, the strongest evidence that they give is the statement of Allah, and none touch it except those who are pure. However, the intent here is not the woman on her menses. Let's continue. And Allah knows best. We mentioned this last time. As for the dung of those animals that you can eat. As for the dung of the animals that you can eat. Their dung and their urine is tahir. And the imam is not saying go out and eat, go out and drink. He's not saying that ikhwan. He's just clarifying the ruling that the dung, the feces of animals that you can eat, and the urine of animals you can eat are pure. tahir, and the semen of Bani Adam is pure. Even in this issue here, the fluid from the man, is it pure or is it najis? The scholars differ. Into two opinions. قال بعضهم أن المني نجس وقال بعضهم لا المني طاهر والصحيح أنه طاهر. Some scholars say it's نجس. Some scholars say it's pure. The correct opinion is that it is pure. فأعطيكم قاعدة. I give you a principle, يا إخوان. الأصل في الأشياء الطهارة والإباحة. فاحفظوها إن شئتم. Memorize this principle, يا إخوان. The origin regarding things, the أصل, the foundation, the source. Of things is that they are pure and that they are allowed. That's the origin. Unless or until there comes some evidence from the Quran and Sunnah to say. This thing is impure, or to say this thing is pure. You don't have to prove something to be impure. No, the origin is that it is pure. And until there's some proof to say it's not pure. 
مثلا الشخص أسلم الآن لا يمكننا أن نقول هو ليس على السنة لا هذا هو الأصل Somebody comes and accepts Islam right now becomes a Muslim we don't have to say hey now you have to follow the Sunnah or you're not on the Sunnah of the Prophet no the origin of one's Islam is that they are on Quran and Sunnah so everyone's on the Sunnah and to he himself, her herself, leaves the sunnah. They say a statement that takes you outside of Islam. Or they do an action that takes you outside of being upon the sunnah. Or they have a belief that contradicts the methodology of the people of the sunnah. Other than that, يَبَقَى al-asl. The person remains upon the origin. And the semen of mankind is pure. كان النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام يغسل رطبه ويفرق and the Messenger of Allah, he used to wash. He used to wash it off, for example, by sprinkling water upon it. Also, that which was dry, he used to scrape it. And this shows that the semen of mankind, it is pure. No. Our sister, Indiki Shaykh, you have a question or comment or so? May Allah bless you. Tell me, Sheikh Abdullah. The say it again, Sheikh. The what? Yeah, Oh, the camel urine. Yeah. Uh. The milk. Yeah, the milk. Uh, the milk of the camel. Uh, the the mm. And they mix the urine with the camel, or with the camel milk, and they use it as a remedy. Mm. As a, as a cure to something. Yeah. Ayna, la ba's. No. Arsene, Sheikh Abdullah. Faqmakulna, ya akhwan, ahyanan araa anna al-ulama yakhtalifun. Wahadha la yadurru shay'an, abadan. Sometimes you're going to find, ya akhwan, that the scholars differ. That doesn't harm anything. Hadha bashar, he is a man. Wahadha bashar. Warubbama hadha al-hadith aladhi indahu, ma inda hadha. And sometimes the narration that he has, for whatever reason, he doesn't have. It's not like the hadith are today where there are numerous books and the internet and the likes. No. وكذلك أحياناً عنده نفس الحديث والسند الذي عنده ضعيف فيقول هذا الحديث ضعيف لكن السند عند هذا الشيخ الثاني ليس ضعيفاً فيقول لي هذا الحديث صحيح وهذا كثير. Sometimes you're going to find, and this is difficult, this happens a lot, two scholars, they have the same hadith, but the chain that reached this imam is weak. So he says, in my opinion, this hadith is weak. Another shaykh has the same hadith, same hadith, but the chain is different. That chain to him is authentic, but the other shaykh does not have the hadith. So sometimes the scholars can differ. Next issue, the urine of a, a baby. The urine of a baby boy. 
الذي لم يأكل الطعام لشهرة أو لشهوة. The child that's so young, he does, he has not eaten yet whole foods. He's still eating من ماذا تدريتي أمه. He's still drinking from the breasts of the mother only. لم يأكل الطعام. He does not begin to eat whole foods yet. His urine is. Some scholars say his urine is still nudges, but it's allowed to just sprinkle water on it. It still nudges, doesn't change the ruling. It still nudges, but since he's not yet eating food, he's only urinating from the breast milk of his mother. So all you have to do is yarusha al ma'a alay. All you have to do is sprinkle water on it, and that dissolves that urine. Qala yakfi fihi It's sufficient here to just rinse it, just sprinkle water on that urine. كَمَا قَالَ نَبِيُّ عَلَيْهِ صَلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامِ As the Messenger of Allah used to say, يُقْسَلُ مِنْ بَوْلِ الْجَارِيَةِ That the urine of a little baby girl, the little baby girl, her urine is washed. وَيُرُشُّ مِنْ بَوْلِ الْغُلَامِ And as for the urine of the little boy, then ماذا? His urine is just sprinkled water upon it. Rahu Abu Dawood wa Nasai. And this hadith is collected by Imam Abu Dawood and Imam al Nasai. Some scholars say, Why did the Prophet say that? Some scholars say, Why did the Prophet make a differentiation? They say, Because the urine of the baby girl is different than the urine of the baby boy. وَقَالَ بَعْدُهُمْ الْمُرَادُ هُنَا الْجَارِيَةَ الَّتِي تَأْكُلُوا طُعَامًا غَيْرَ الْحَلِيبَ And some scholars say no. The intent here is the baby girl who is eating whole foods. She's eating whole foods. And the example of the prophet of the little boy was the little boy who was still only drinking the milk of his mother. That's another example of what type of difference of opinion is that? Now, اختلاف الفهم Difference of opinion of understanding اختلافات يا اخوان ثلاث انواع اكتبوها inshallah First benefit of tonight There are three types of differences of opinion Three types of differences of opinion وقال بعضهم اثنان And some scholars say two We're going to give three طيب اختلاف أو انواع الاختلافات Different types of difference of opinions الأول اختلاف تضاد اختلاف التضاد The first type The difference of opinion that is haram تضاد It is the one that contradicts Opposes some other texts It opposes is an opposition of Another ayat here Or another hadith there اختلاف التضاد اختلاف تضاد تضاد With a ضاد it, is, it, it contradicts other narrations. I say, مثلاً, a sister can lead the men in salah. I say, لكم, المرة مسلمة, لا بأس. Here to read, هذه المرة في مدينة نيو يورك, لا بأس فعلها, لا بأس. نمشي لجمعتها ونستفيد. وهي تأمنا في الصلاة, لا ليس مشكلة. We say, come on, ya ikhwan, let's go to New York. Let's go to that masjid there. 
that, that sister, I don't think she's really Muslim yet, khuan. I don't think that's real. The lady, she has the hair coming out. She always takes her kimar off. I don't know what the ones that got nice hair, why they always do that, yeah, khuan. She takes her hair off. She always shakes her hair out. She's the imam of the masjid. In front of the men. And then the brothers, and they wonder, <laughs> and they wonder why, when it's time to lead the salah, why everyone wants to fight to be behind her. Oh, oh, oh. You know how nowadays the man who calls their there, he wants to sit right behind the imam. Alhamdulillah. Some people want to sit to the right. So the Prophet would say salam to the right, he would see them first. Alhamdulillah. These brothers here want to pray behind the woman. No, no, I'm, I'm here, ya akhi. I was here, I was here, because she's a woman. Of course. Oh, you see the fit in, in, in that whole issue, yeah, Juan. So she's the imam of the masjid in front of the men. And if you say something, oh, you're this, you're that. No, she's wrong. That's not from our religion, yeah, Juan. We're not saying she can't be a great imam, but not of the masjid. She could be an imam in her knowledge, but not of the masjid. And she's sitting in front of the men in class. And you see it on YouTube, you see it online. And I don't think that's real, yeah, Juan. I think that's some of the evil people there where they're trying to divide Islam from the wasat, from the middle. You can't destroy the Muslims, so you have to infiltrate them, act like you're this, to try to separate from inside. No. It's a real masjid, a real building is there. I just don't think that's a real Muslim woman acting like that. No. Uh, I think it's in... Don't go there, Sheikh. Nah, the woman yajuzulah anta umma salah anta umma al-Muslimat for salah. Alhamdulillah. It's allowed for the woman to be an imam of the of the salah. That's allowed. Of the women, not the men. Our sisters, mashallah, they can lead the prayer. Sometimes they may not come in jama'ah and pray with the men. No problem. They may meet somewhere else, and one of the beloved reciters, the memorizers, may lead them in salah. Alhamdulillah. What's the issue there? It's no problem. But now we're gonna go, Sheikh Omar, Omar Muhammad, Ahmed. We're gonna go, hey, hey. We're going to the sisters' masjid. And we're, <laughs> and we're going to line up there, Ikhwan. Nobody's going to come back to the masjid. Hey, where, where everybody go? Ain't it the Havanas? They go to that new masjid, Yaqi. And then we go there, and the Shaykh is giving a reminder in front of the men. Oh, this is why everybody's here. The women are fitting, Ikhwan. Why have the Lisa Kauli? Have the Kauli Nabi. And we don't want the women. Sometimes when you say women are fitna, they get a fit, offended. Fitness is not always bad, yeah, Juan. Most of the time it's bad. But sometimes the word fitness is not a bad thing. But fitna can also mean a distraction. That happens a lot, yeah, Juan. Sometimes the woman walks past and you forget your name. What day is it? What class? That happens, yeah, Juan. And it's, nothing, it's not their fault. They're just women. That's how Allah Ta'ala created the women. May Allah help us, yeah, Juan. So women can be an imam. Of, a, uh, of the salah when they're leading the women in prayer, but not of the masjid that has men and women, ya ikhwan. May Allah make it easy. I think it's in Brooklyn somewhere, Sheikh. Brooklyn or Manhattan. May Allah help us, ya ikhwan. I think it's from the government, ya ikhwan. Because sometimes stuff like that, la it's not a, your mind is not going to imagine that. You know? But I give you another benefit, ya ikhwan. Ilmun Islam qadim. Fahdaru an ilm al jadid. The knowledge of Islam is old. We don't want new knowledge. Knowledge is old in our religion. The Quran is an old Quran. The hadith are old. 
beware of that new knowledge. Anything that comes new, فَحْضَرُوا minha, Then beware of the yakhwah. Anything, مَا سَبَقَنَا إِمَامٌ مِنَ عَلِينَا نَحْضَرَهَا Anything that comes, and we don't have a predecessor. None of the great imams had this opinion, not one of them. Not one. It skipped over all those generations, then beware of it. All of a sudden, a woman now can come in front of the men. Not in front of the women, that's allowed. Aisha used to lead the salah there. Um Salim used to lead the salah there. That's not an issue. It's not an issue. طيب. But now in front of the men, you're going to have an imama. She's given the Jumu'ah. Of course the men are there. What, who's not going to want to look at this lady? MashaAllah, sister, I never heard that I recited like that before. That's a beautiful... <laughs> Her message is going to be jam-packed. I'm not... May Allah help us, May Allah help us. Let's continue, inshaAllah ta'ala. That's not correct, ya ikhwan. Next benefit. Ah, second type. Second type is an ikhtilaf of understanding. And that one is allowed. Ikhtilaf al fahm. The difference of opinion of understanding. This one has one understanding, this one has another understanding. Lakin la yukhalifu ra'yuhu kitaban wala sunnatan. However, neither of their opinions contradicts anything from the Qur'an and Sunnah. This Imam's opinion is allowed, but they differ with each other. But it doesn't contradict. Mathalan, what's an example here, Yaqwan? Tayyip, qala shaksun al-dum an yamassa al-madha al-shimal bil-yumna. Some scholars say, one opinion, when you place your right on your left, you grab your left hand with your right. Tayyip. وَقَالَ بَعْدُهُمْ ماذا الْيُمْنَا يُوضَعُ أو تُوضَعُ عَلَى الْيُسْرَى بِدُونِ الْأَخْذِ Second opinion, you place your right on your left. You just sit it there. But you don't grab. First opinion, you grab. Second opinion, you place. Right? That doesn't contradict any hadith. Because both of them are established sunan. Some of the narrations, it says, أَخُذَ nabi, the Prophet grabbed. Some narrations, it says, وَضَعَ he placed. So one scholar says, no, the soon is that you place. Another scholar says, no, the soon is that you grab. Here will be a good understanding of اختلاف الفهم, difference of opinion of one's understanding. So now we have two. اختلاف تضاد واختلاف الفهم. الثالثة, third opinion, اختلاف التنوع اختلاف التنوع The difference of opinion of variety اختلاف التنوع The difference of opinion of variety وهذا كثير And this happens a lot تفضل So uh, the one that you were talking about of how to pray mm. Does this still apply to how you pray? Are we allowed to pray like that? طيب أولا هل هذه القصة صحيحة؟ هذا القول صحيح أولا and it's the first issue of the research 
يقولون أن لمالك ينسب هذا القول أو هذا الفعل إلى النبي قال بعض العلماء هذا ليس بصحيح Some scholars say Now pay attention here يا أخوان Some scholars say Imam Malik used to say The sunnah of the Messenger of Allah Is to pray with your hands to the sides They say Imam Malik says that طيب Other scholars say no Imam Malik did not say that So they argue about the origin Is that his speech or not Another proof that they use That he did not say that Is his own words Imam Malik in his books that he wrote, you don't find a narration that he's bringing in the whole book to support placing your hands to the side. In his madhab, they teach that the irsal is a sunnah. It's called the irsal. You put your hands to the side. In his entire book, and I want you to take my word, we don't teach like that. You go to the book called Al-Mawatta, one of the best books of Al-Fiqh. We hope one day we can get to that level. It's one of the best books you're going to study in hadith and in fiqh. It's called the Mawatta. فِيهِ كِتَابٌ كِتَابُ الصَّلَاةِ In this encyclopedia of hadith, he has a book called the Book of Prayer. In this book of prayer, he has a chapter, بَابُ قَصُرَ الصَّلَاةِ فِي الرِّحْلَةِ أو كَمَا قَالَ Shortening the prayer on a journey. وَوَرَدَ نَفْسَ الْحَدِيثِ عِنْدَ الْبُخَارِ مِنْ حَدِيثِ سَهَلِ بْنِ سَعْدِ السَّاعِدِ He mentions the hadith of Bukhari, the same hadith that Bukhari mentions. Narrated by Sahil ibn Sa'ad. الساعدي ده منشنز كان رجل يؤمر أن يضع يده اليمنى على يده اليسرى في الصلاة in which the prophet of Allah or one of the narrators mentioned the man was commanded to place his right hand on his left hand in the prayer now this is Imam Malik that they're saying that's not a sunnah to him they're saying that to him the sunnah is the irsal in the whole book he doesn't bring one hadith to support that but the position that they say he's against, he brings a hadith to support that. So at any rate, this will be ikhtilaf al-tudad. This will not be ikhtilaf al-fahm. Limada? Why do we say that? Ida naqul anna sunnah al-irsal ain't a dalil. Because if we say that this is a sunnah, that you say Allahu Akbar, if you say that's a sunnah, ain't a dalil. All of those imams, and there are a few, that say the sunnah is that you say Allahu Akbar, they say this is a sunnah. Not one of them, and don't take our word, mention authentic hadith going back to the Prophet. Not one. The most that they do is they say some imams. We'll pray like this. Some of them say, some companions even pray like that. Many of those hadith are weak. Hadith. What did the Prophet of Allah say? Or what did he do? How did he, what did he do with his hands? And we're not saying that anyone from our sisters or our brothers who pray with their hands to the sides, that their salah is false. We don't have the right to say that, Yaqwa. You don't have the right. We say in this position, this is not a sunnah. Why do we say it's not a sunnah? Ain't a dalil. Where is the proofs? So why do we claim this? Why do we claim Some people do that. Some people, for example, Yahwan, they may say something to strengthen up their madhab. For example, the Sufis. 
they believe you mention a great scholar, they're going to say, hey, he's with us. That's what they do. <laughs> you mention any scholar. Ibn Taymiyyah, oh, he was Sufi. Imam Anoui, oh, Sufi. Ibn Qayyim, Sufi. You're like, how is all these great Imam Sufi, Ikhwan, and they're against Sufi? You mention the Shaykh. They say, hey, Sufi. If they mean in the language, no problem. Sufi can also mean Zahid. Someone that's abstinious, that stays away from the dunya. May Allah make us like that. Someone who may have two thobe. You can say, oh, he's Sufi, meaning he's detached from the dunya. It can also mean someone who wears wool. That's where the origin comes from. Those people used to wear a lot of wool clothing, Suf. So they got attached to their name because of the garments they used to wear. It can also be madha that they left a part of the dunya. They didn't have the king-size beds. They didn't have the microwaves. They didn't have most of us, mashallah. You go in our houses, we have wall-to-wall TV. They didn't have that. Most of us have TV in every room. My mother has a TV in the kitchen. He said, um, oh, and an auntie last TV had the gorafa kathiran. First, you're never in this room. So why do you have a TV in the kitchen? She says, I'm just trying to keep up with the Joneses. Everyone else has a TV. I got to have a lot of TVs too. And that's most of our people. Most of us have, and we gave you a challenge when I first met you, brothers. I don't know who did it. I think we gave it to the sisters first. To go home and count your jilbabs. I challenge you. Myself, I have a lot of scarves. I don't need another scarf. I don't need another. It's, not a, it's allowed to have them, but the Zahid is not going to have a whole lot. He's going to have two, maybe three. That's it. We don't need seven, eight, nine pairs of shoes. We have two little feet. We don't need all them. You know how long it'll take you to wear out a pair of shoes, Yaquan? Your whole life to wear the shoe out. Well, you can't wear it no more. No. And that's how many of the great imams were. Al-Imam Ahmed was like that. Anoui was like that. Uh, it was said about the great Imam Anawi, he used to eat one time a day. Now I'm not saying don't eat the Ikhwan, and I'm not saying don't drink. I'm not saying that. This great Imam, he used to eat one time and one time a day. And drink one time and one time a day only. Not that he didn't have the food. He chose to do that. For him, it was a waste of time to eat all that. He said, I don't need all of that food. I don't need that. It takes too much of my time. Bukhari was like that. One thobe. Omar was like that. Two thobe. I don't know many of us that have two thobe. That's how the great imams were. The Messenger of Allah himself used to sleep on the floor. The Prophet of Allah. So this is called Zahid. You can also say Sufi in the language. But not their belief, Ya Khwan. But many of them make a claim. So we can't really answer why they say that. Allah alam. But we're saying that where's the hadith? If it's authentic, where's the hadith? If the hadith is there, we all will pray like that. No problem. I remember talking to one brother. He said, hey, you don't follow the hadith. You teach hadith, but why you don't follow this hadith? I said, what hadith are you referring to? And I'm still waiting for him to give me that hadith. That was how many years ago, Yaqwan? May Allah help us, so we have three categories of ikhtilaf. Ikhtilaf al-tudat. The ikhtilaf that opposes opposition. It opposes narrations. Ikhtilaf al-fahm. Ikhtilaf al-understanding. This one is allowed. 
واختلاف التنوع and the اختلاف of variety this is also allowed مثال هذا أحيانا كان النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام في نفس الموضع يفعل شيئا هنا وفي يوم الثاني شيئا آخر وفي يوم الثالث شيئا آخر بدون سبب an example of this is that sometimes the Prophet of Allah would do different things at the same occurrence. He would do different things without different reasons. For example, كان النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام من حديث ابن عمر كان يرفع يديه إلى المنكبي. In the hadith of Bukhari Muslim narrated by Abdullah ibn Umar, the Messenger of Allah used to raise his hands to his shoulders. That's one sunnah. وفي حديث والي بن حجر وحديث أبي حميد والحديث عند في السنن عند الإمام النسائي والترمذي وغيرهما كان يرفع يديه إلى أذنيه. There's another hadith narrated by Abu Wa'il ibn Hujr and Abu Humayd collected by Nasa'in other than them the Prophet raised his hands to his ears. Contradiction. So, shoulders and ears. They can't both be authentic. There's no way to harmonize between them. Either shoulders or ears. So, who can make the harmonization? Sometimes he did both. What else? Hey. Hey, who said that? Imam Malik or Shafi. Imam Malik or Shafi. Imam Shafi used to say the hadith of Ibn Umar and the hadith of Wa'il is the same hadith. Now, this is ikhtilaf al fahm. The first one, ikhtilaf tanawwur. What a Shafi is saying, ikhtilaf al fahm. So, we got two in one. Both of them are mubah. Hadith ibn Umar, it says to his shoulders. Hadith Wa'il, it says to the ears. A Shafi says, in my opinion, nafsul hadith. Same hadith. The students say, well, how? Yeah, Imam, shoulders, ears. Shoulders, ears. He says, yes. Hadith ibn Umar is talking about the palm. Hadith Wa'il is talking about the tips. And that shows the understanding of a Shafi. If I say, where are my hands? And you only can choose one. Now you're all going to choose something different because I'm, I'm saying choose one. You only can choose one. Where are my hands? Shoulders or ears? Ears. You only can choose one. Ears. You only can choose one. You only can choose one. Shoulders. Ahmed. Ears. It depends on what you're referring to. The tips of the hand are called the hand. The palm of the hand is called the, the hand. So someone says, the brother raised his hands to his ears. One brother said, when I first, I prayed here on Anas, one of the Masajid, when I first came, one brother said, you raise your hands kind of high. I never saw nobody raise their hands to their ears like that. May Allah bless you. It's authentic hadith of the Messenger, alayhi salatu wasalam. He said, I never knew that. I don't know why we say that, ya khwan. What, do, what are you supposed to say to someone that they say, ah, that's new to me? Alhamdulillah. That's knowledge. It's supposed to be new to us. If it wasn't new, it wouldn't be knowledge. Wallahu alam. At any rate, they both are a sunnah. Which one is better, shoulders or ears? They're the same. They're the same. Why are they the same? The Prophet did both. Which hadith is mentioned the most, shoulders or ears? Shoulders. Is mentioned the most showing the virtue in Islam? The answer is no. Something can be mentioned one time and be just as virtuous as something mentioned a numerous amount of times. For example, the hadith, sometimes you'll see the brothers here do this, this sunnah. When you make the second prostration, 
Tisit istirahan. This sitting here before you stand up is an authentic sunnah of the Messenger. You see, some of the brothers they make the prostration, Allahu Akbar, and they stand right up. That's opposing the sunnah. The sunnah is that after you make your second sajda and you're about to stand up, you sit here for a moment. This is an established sunnah. But it's only been mentioned one time. One time. Doesn't mean that it's no virtue or it's not as virtuous. Hadith ibn has one narrator. Who's the narrator? Omar, collected by Bukhari and Muslim. Ta'ib. When you make a sujood, there are many ways to sit in the salah. We're going to get to salah, inshallah. When you sit, when you come up, one way is to sit on your heels. Like that. Hadith ibn Abbas. Another way to sit, mutafarrishan, on your left foot with your right foot up. It's another sunnah. Tayyip. If you. And this sujood. Hey, Hadith Aisha, that you should put your heels together. You see, some of the brothers, when they make the sajda, their heels are not together. It's not obligatory, but it's a sunnah. You prostrate, your heels go together. And there's another benefit, Ikhwan. Most of our children do this. We have to remind our teachers to go over this with our children. That they put their feet in the air, for example. Some of the little ones, when you watch them pray, it's quite an amount of them. Their toes are not on the ground. And the toes should be on the ground. Everything is on the ground. And the toes, if you can, they should touch the Qibla. If you can bend your feet, they should touch the Qibla. But the heels are together. Right? Anything else, Shaykh Abdullah, we missed? What else, We'll get to Salah, inshallah. Salah is one of the most humbling subjects you're going to study when you see how many times the scholars differ regarding the prayer. Not on is it a sunnah or not, what is it saying? What's another example of the ikhtilaf of tanawwur? The dua al istiftah, the opening supplication. You find the Messenger of Allah, min hinin ila akhar, kan yaftatihu salatahu bi dua'in huna. وفي صلاة ثانية بدعاء آخر وكلها صحيحة وكلها يستحب. That sometimes the Messenger of Allah will start his prayer with one certain dua. Another salah, he will start that salah with another dua. And all of them are authentic and all of them are the sunnah. Which one is better to do? All of them. If you can, don't just say the same dua over and over. Some of us, when we go into Rukur, all we say is Subhan Rabbi al Azim, Subhan Rabbi al Azim, Subhan Rabbi al Azim. And most of the times, this is why This is why our hearts are not really engaged in the prayer. We had a buddy years ago, real nice brother, he used to go to our school, and he, in the yearbook, you have yearbooks in Kansas, when you write in the yearbook, oh, you're going to be a sheikh. I think you're going to be an athlete. I think you're going to be an entertainer. You're going to be a waste of time. You're going to be <laughs> in the yearbook. We evil, we, we, may Allah help us all forgive us. So the brother, they wrote about him. He was the most confused person. He's going to be the most confused in the world. They said that because every semester he had a new way of life. The first time we met him, he was a Christian. The next year, he was a Jew. The next semester, Kana Musliman. He was a Muslim. And the last semester I was there, Kana Mulhidan. He was an atheist. He said, How did you go through so many transformations? So when I was Muslim, he was Muslim for like two days, maybe two weeks, maybe a week or so. So he prayed with us and everything. 
He said, hey, are you going to pray? I said, yeah, inshallah, the brothers are about to establish salah. He said, inshallah, I'm going to pray with you. I remember seeing him in the, pra in the prayer. A week later, now he's in the church. He said, what, you don't pray? No, no, I'm not Muslim no more. Yeah, and he gave us a reason. One time I asked him, and he could fight real good. So a lot of people were scared of him. And he was really humble, like, mashallah. A lot of people that can fight don't have to show off their fighting skills. Anyone who wanted to challenge him, he didn't need an audience. He was one of the most humble, humblest fighters I've ever seen in my life. He would say, hey, meet me in my room at such and such time. Let's lock the door. Whoever don't make it out, don't make it out. <laughs> he was humble here. <laughs> One time he got in an argument in front of the, the quad with this brother, this guy. And the guy, hey, come on, you don't want nothing to me. I'll harm you. I'll, I'll take you out of here. I'll do this. I'll do that. You never saw the brother scream, yell. He said, oh, yeah, my room is right there. Or better yet, let's go to your room. Just imagine someone that laid back. I'll be afraid of him just because he's so cool about it. He said, just go, just go in my room. Lock the door. Hey, Naeem, lock our door when I go and lock the door. The brother said, no, I'm good. I'm good. Some, I'm good. At any rate, I asked him, Kunta Musliman, al I said, You used to be Muslim. Why did you leave Islam? He says, Li uh, He said, Because I was bored in my prayer. My heart wasn't there. I said, Kaif. Limada. Why? He said, Kuntu every salah. That's all I learned. I said, why didn't you try to learn more suwar? He said, no one ever taught me. Only knew kulhu Allah ahad. So every day fajr, kulhu Allah ahad. Same duhur, kulhu Allah ahad. Asr, kulhu Allah ahad. Maghrib, kulhu Allah ahad. Da'id, kulhu Allah ahad. He says, so my heart, I wasn't there. I wasn't engaged. And I said, he's the reason, but he didn't know. He's the reason. Nothing happened. He thought, that's all I could recite with. That's what he thought. At any rate, he left Islam, may Allah help us all. Real nice brother. Now, nah, Father Mary had your hand up. Sorry, good question. How much time we got? Our thing is off. After the eight minutes. Six minutes left. This issue here, the scholars differ tremendously in this issue. القول الأول من يقرأ الفاتحة في الصلاة الجهرية position number one who actually recites al-fatiha in the obligatory prayer man you who can answer everyone or some of the people the imam only everybody masi the imam only هذا القول هذا القول إذا تستقبلونه أم لا هو قول وهو قول مشهور if you accept it or not that's not the issue that's a famous position. This is nothing new. Who had that opinion? From the great Imams? Malik. Imam Malik. There's a scholar of today who was in every masjid you're going to find his uh, check-in of the hadith. Every masjid you go to in a Muslim world. And he was a foreigner. Allahu Akbar. You're going to find his books, check-in the hadith. He also had that opinion. Sheikh Al-Bani, Rahim Allah Ta'ala. He said, I agree with the Imam Malik. Because that hadith that he's using, according to him, is authentic. They say the Messenger of Allah said, Kira'atul Imam Kafin, that the recitation of the Imam is sufficed. And there's an ayat of Allah Ta'ala in Surah Al-Nahl. What's the ayah, Ikhwan? 
إذا قرأ القرآن فاستمعوا له وأنصتوا لعله لعله لعلكم ترحمون. When the Quran has been recited, listen to it, pay attention, so that mercy will befall you. They say, see, any ayah that's recited, you listen. You listen. That's the first opinion. Second opinion, يجب على كل من يصلي قراءة الفاتحة ولعل هذا صحيح وهو قول الشافعي وقول أحمد وقول مجموعة من الصحابة وفيه دليل صحيح. And this opinion is held by most of the companions. Imam Ahmad, Imam Shafi, Ibn Taymiyyah, Ibn Qayyim, Ashokan, and Nawawi. That everybody has to recite the Quran. The Imam and also the people being led. From the Hadith Abi Huraira, La Salata Limanlam Yakrabi Fatihat al Kitab. That there's no prayer for the one who does not recite the mother of the book. Imam Malik argues that. He said, Yes, I agree. That Hadith is talking about the Imam. That's his opinion. What's that an example of? Iqtilaf al-Fahm. He's saying the Imam, other scholars say no, everyone. That's Iqtilaf al-Fahm. Tayyip. Third opinion. La yajibu shay'un qira'atan min surat al-Fatiha ala shakhsin ma imaman kana aw ma'mumin. Third opinion. Nothing from al-Fatiha is obligatory. Nothing. Not one verse. Not from the Imam, not from those who are being led in the Salah. Who had this opinion? Imam Abu Hanifa. Walahu Dalil. He has proof, Sayyid Khan. What's his proof that he's using? Hey, accent. Read whatever is easy for you to read. Also, Hadith Abi Huraira, the one about the man who, they call it the one who his prayer was an evil prayer, not a good prayer. It's a long Hadith, Sayyid Khan. Many benefits of this Hadith. If we go over, maybe after Isha, if the people stay, we can mention some benefits of this Hadith. قال أبو هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه صلى شخص أمام النبي ثلاث مرات والحديث البخاري مسلم. This hadith is collected by Bukhari and Muslim. He said a man prayed in front of the Prophet three times. Three times. فصلى وسلم وأتنا إلى النبي وسلم عليه. فقال النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام وعليك سلام. إرجع فصلي فإنك لم تصلي. The man made his prayer best way he could. You can imagine the Prophet is right there. How beautiful he probably made that salah. Allahu Akbar. He gave his salams, came to the Prophet. Salaamu Alaikum Ya Rasulullah. The Prophet said, Wa Alaikum Salaam. Go back and pray. But really, you did not pray. Now listen to the wording. You did not pray. He didn't say your prayer is deficient. He said, فَإِنَّكَ لَمْ تُسَلِّي But really, you did not pray. What did the man do? He went back and prayed again. The same salah. Salaamu alaykum, salaamu alaykum, salaamu alaykum ya Rasulullah, wa alayka salamu, ilajiya fasalli, fannaka lam tusalli. The man prayed the same way, came back again, salaamu alaykum, messenger of Allah, wa alayka salamu, go back and pray. Really you did not pray. The man went back a third time, prayed the exact same way, came to the Prophet again, salaamu alaykum. The Prophet said, wa alayka salamu, fannaka lam tusalli, really you didn't pray. The man said, waladhi ba'adhaka bil haqqa, hadhi salatu la alimu. The man said, by the one that sent you with the truth. It's an eloquent way to swear. By the one that sent you, O Muhammad, with the truth. Is that allowed to, to swear like that? Yes. By the one. It's allowed to use a pronoun. It's allowed to use the ism al It's allowed to use the ba. It just has to go back to Allah. I don't, have a, I don't know how to pray other than this. This is the best I can do. So teach me. فَقَالَ النَّبِي عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ إِذَا تَقُومُ إِذَا تَقِيمُ إِذَا تَقُومُ لِلصَّلَاةِ 
فتوضا وضوءك للصلاه فاستقبل الكبله فكبر واقرا ما تيسر معك من القران الى اخر هذا الحديث the prophet of allah said when you intend to stand for prayer make a good wudu face the qibla and say allahu akbar what did he say about the hands he didn't say raise them he didn't mention them so many of the scholars from them shaykh ibn abbas says raising the hands is a sunnah abu hanifa says that also raising the hands is a sunnah Yes, there are other hadith, but in this hadith he's using that it wasn't mentioned. The Prophet said, and say, Allahu Akbar. And then he didn't mention the Awadu Billah, he didn't mention the Bismillah. So many scholars say they're just a Sunnah. There are other hadith to contradict that for the lack of time. Uh, then he said, then say was easy for you to recite. Abu Hanifa saying, if Al-Fatiha is obligatory, the Prophet wouldn't have said that. Other scholars like Ashokani, they come and say, no, this means Al-Fatiha. What difference of opinion is that? Hey, Al-Fahm. Al uh, Abu Hanifa is saying that this is not Al-Fatiha. Most of the other scholars are saying this is Al-Fatiha. This is called Ikhtilaf Al-Fahm. What's up there, Ikhwan? Wa jazakum Allahu khayra. Wa subhanaka Allahumma bihamdika. Ashadu an la ilaha anta astakfaratu bilayk. The microphone, yeah, Imam, we have a problem with it. The receiver is Allah, Allah, Allah.